Hey, how are you? I'm Anthony Valadez, host of Public Space, the broadcast that explores the intersection of creativity and space. And I'm excited about today's episode. This man is not only a legend, but he's influenced the way I hear music, the way that I envisioned it growing up in LA. And what's funny is DJ Shadow, by the way, is the guest on this episode. And what's interesting is I notice in a lot of interviews, people love to really talk about his debut album, Introducing. And I kind of wanted to stay away from that, although I did touch on it maybe a little bit here and there, but I wanted to know his thoughts about being a father, his thoughts about creating environment, space, and all that good stuff. So I thought we'd be a little different in this. So if you're looking for a conversation about introducing, you can find many of those elsewhere on the internet. And in honor of him and his work and always striving to do something different and new, I thought we'd delve away. So a little interesting takeaway from that conversation. Once again, my name is Anthony Valadez. This is Public Space on NC Podcast. Shout outs to our previous episodes, Coffee and St. Panther, both who are some of my favorite new artists. So it's kind of cool to extend and move to the past, future, and present through uh, conversations of creativity. So I'm excited about that. Okay, so hopefully you're safe, you're well. I don't know, man. 2020 has been challenging for me. I can't wait to get this election year over with. I can't wait to be able to go outside and do all the things that I used to do. And if you're with me, then a high five, virtual high five, I guess. Don't forget, you could follow me on socials, on Instagram and Twitter. It's easy. It's at Anthony Valadez. And you can find all the episodes on ncpodcast.com. And I want to give big love to the amazing team that are creating some amazing content. And also to Stacy, who's our producer, Stacy Carter. He's amazing. And he listens to all these and he makes all the edits. So shout outs to him. And of course, shout outs to all of you. Don't forget to like, subscribe, And please, please help us get the word out. We're a small but mighty podcast. And, um, you know, we've got some amazing talents. But most importantly, my goal is to engage with you. So kick back, relax, enjoy this episode with the one, the only DJ Shadow. Let's go. So we are hanging out with DJ Shadow. How are you, man? I'm good, man. Good. It's nice to be here. We're hanging out, getting a Venice vibe. It's a lot to take in upon the first minutes of walking in, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But it's beautiful. Yeah. For me, it's inspiration. How much does environment play with you in terms of inspiration? I think it, it for me, more than anything, obviously, I'm, I'm working in a studio, um, you know, eight to ten hours a day when I'm, when I'm deep on a record. And just being able to step outside, for me, like I live sort of close to nature. You know what I mean? I'm in Marin County. And there's a lot of trees around and stuff like that. So it's nice to be able to just step outside and not be, I don't know, in a in a sort of, you know, like kind of concrete wasteland. It's nice to be able to to walk around and experience a little bit of fresh air. And, and you know, so it's good. It's for me, it's more 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 than anything. It's a it's a respite from the studio environment yeah i bet how much has nature or maybe even the current times affected your latest record our pathetic age i mean i just think as human beings we're gonna have a lot to answer for you know what i mean i don't think we've done a very good job as a species of maintaining our home um i mean every animal has enough sense to take care of their home yeah and uh we don't seem to be blessed with that sense so um it's it's maddening and it's worrying but at the same time you just got to wake up and and just start the day and and just soldier on and just try to be the best representative you can you know what i mean for 
the species and hmm. and and you know try to do what you can yeah and and you as a father you stakes must be higher in terms of teaching them about environment and taking care of the world yeah i mean sometimes my kids come home from school and they've learned about what's going on and they're like why why are people not doing anything you know mm. what i mean like they're confused mm. as teenagers and as people that are really going to have to confront a lot of this stuff you know more than my generation they just don't understand why uh people are, are you know choose to sort of dig in and and affiliate with hatred and with you know just kind of this reflexive denial rather than trying to you know unify and do something um while we still can but you know what i mean it's i mean we can talk about it <coughs> excuse me we can talk about it but in terms of like me as an artist i i choose to be humanistic rather than political mm. and what i mean by that is just I don't think I'm doing any good by, you know, tweeting and uh, making some big political statement or anything like that. To me, it's just like we all know what's going on. We all know in our heart what what we can do or, or not or choose not to do. And that's up to every individual to choose their path. Mm. I'm just here to uh, to to make some art that hopefully, you know, allows people to to. Um, on one hand escape for a little while on another hand maybe identify a little bit with some of the themes uh, maybe get a little angry maybe get a little sad maybe get a little happy whatever the art makes them do i feel like that's that's my role yeah i'm not i'm not running for politician <laughs> do you find that people assume you do based off the title or do you ever get like you're getting labeled as somebody who's trying to say something well it's funny because years ago I, I i did some tracks with zach de la roca and he was just coming really out of his whole rage experience and i asked him about this kind of stuff and he said you know it's funny he goes if you take a stand on one thing people expect you to take a stand on everything mm. and I always sort of saw that as a cautionary tale. You know what I mean? Obviously, as a human being, there's things I feel and there's things that make me angry. And I can deal with it on my own time, in my own way, in my own space. I don't necessarily feel the need to, you know, have that be the sum total of my experience as an artist or what I'm putting forth as an artist. Yeah, I respect that a lot. You mentioned the word theme. I like that. Various themes on this record. There's definitely, this album takes me to different places. You're very good at that. I've noticed that. Oh, cool. On this record, is that a conscious choice or is just each song a new brush? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good way to phrase it. I mean, I, I do think of it, you know, to me, uh, starting a track is like you have an empty canvas and, and, what colors are you going to use? What emotions am I trying to convey? Um, so I like to let the music dictate the terms and, and choose its own direction. And I'm more or less there as a, as a quality control uh, supervisor. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and I, like to, I like my songs to feel as though there was genuine effort and concentration. Um, I don't like to make music that feels throwaway or easy or simple. Um, and I don't really know any other way, to be honest. Mm. Like, when people ask me about, you know, so-and-so artist or producer that can do a whole record in a day, I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know, respect for that. But I, I, I can't even understand that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I can't, I wouldn't even know how to even try to do something like that. Mm -hmm. 
So it's definitely a, a time process. Yeah. You sit on stuff. Yeah. I mean, even a song like Rocket Fuel, which on one hand is a pretty accessible rap track, like, you know, first it was a demo and then De La did their vocals. And then uh, like two weeks after kind of living with it and doing some drops and, and changing the arrangement and programming a little bit, I was like, okay, horns, I, I'm feeling some horns on this and get write the horn parts. Um, get those recorded and then live with it for a couple of weeks and then scratching. I really want there to be a scratch breakdown. So, yeah, to me, it's a, it's a, I need to hear something over and over and over again to try to figure out where the, where the energy drags a little bit or where I feel like there's a hole in the arrangement and try to come up with just the right um, solution. Yeah, yeah. The track with Sam kind of hits me cool. in a very special place. Uh, I love the drum programming and I love what Sam's singing about. Gets very deep and I like that. Dope. What was going through your head when you were putting that one together? To me, um, I wrote the music and I was really... Felt from the beginning that the demo was important. It, it was an important moment on the record, and I've never really experimented experiment with with a song that sounds like this, mm-hmm. and um, never really allowed myself to for whatever reason. But it just really came out. Was really proud of the 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 changes in the music and everything. Like wrote all those parts out, and when I reached out to Sam, what I was looking for was a seasoned voice something uh, like a voice that almost sounds like a 65 or 70 year old singing you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think he has that really cool quality i remember when i used to talk to david axelrod a lot you know r.i.p and he talked about how he wanted to record lou rawls early in the morning mm. he's like i really like the way his voice sounds when he's not like when he's still sleepy it has this really cool quality and i think that kind of stuck in my head when working with sam and i basically just said to sam like just so you know, this is not going to be sort of a easy, you know, you just write whatever, send it to me and I'm going to be good with it. I had really specific ideas about what I was looking for thematically and, and tonally and everything about it. I kind of pre-warned him and he was really good about, you know, he sent the first pass, said, okay, cool, we're going to do another pass. Um, here's what I want to change. Here, This line isn't quite right. Let's play with this a little bit. And I think it was like four passes before we, wow. before we finally got it right. Four yeah. or five passes. Another standout cut, Rosie. I love that this, there's about four songs within one. Right. It takes different lives. Talk about that, that creative process of kind of taking it into different directions. Well, I feel like... Um, I realize that a lot of my instrumental stuff, you know, it's never really going to get radio play. It's not really going to get, you know, it doesn't need to, to have some sort of performance life outside of just being music that I'm enjoying. So really that allows me to play with the arrangement, to do hard lefts, hard rights, change the tempo if I want to, change the time signature if I want to. And Rosie's an example of where it was what I thought was just kind of a cool vocal idea. You know what I mean? I've never really worked with a vocal that sounds like that. And it doesn't really sound like anything anybody's doing right now at all. Um, and I like when samples speak like that to me and say, you know, this is utterly unique. And so initially first part of the track was just trying to do something cool. Second part of the track was me kind of flexing a little bit more on like a contemporary sound 
And then the third part of the track, I just was like, okay, I want to go full melodic and really, because the overarching theme I think is melody. Mm. I really tried to amp up um, my sophistication as, as a songwriter and as someone working and trying to understand and learn a little bit better how to write music that's evocative and doesn't sound simplistic and sounds, um, I don't know, like a little more sophisticated. Yeah. I love that. That's definitely what I hear is different melodies. It's definitely a new evolution. And what you said earlier caught my attention about kind of being two steps ahead. You've always been known or synonymous with kind of being ahead and you're, you're very daring. Do you ever find that people want DJ Shadow to be what they want DJ Shadow to be? Is there ever pressure with that? You know, honestly, I feel like that used to be the case a lot more. And I, I think after a while, um, I just kind of realized that the music that I make, and once you put it out there, it's a gift and it's it's on everybody for to dis, uh, everybody else that's listening to decide how how they value it or don't value it. Yeah. To me, just the opportunity at this point in my career to be able to put that music out there and have it be distributed and have the opportunity to get it in people's ears that's reward enough for me. And ultimately, whatever people choose to call it, wherever they choose to categorize it, that's totally of their own volition and of their own opportunity and their own understanding or lack of understanding yeah. of what it is that I'm trying to do. So um, I think after a while with maturity, you just eventually reach that point where it isn't really for me to dictate to other people how they should enjoy or, or partake in what I'm doing. I'm just glad that they're able to. All right, I hope you enjoyed that. That was such an amazing conversation. Got to hang out with DJ Shadow on the Venice Boardwalk. We found a quiet space and just talked about life, kids, family. Really cool stuff. We've got more episodes coming up with Cautious Clay, Sir Was, and Sir. Also, what is next week? I believe it is Little Brother. That's Fonte and Big Pool. I'm excited about that. So make sure you subscribe and like. And of course, Public Space is a production of Next Chapter Podcast. NCP elevates bold and authentic voices to enlighten and inspire audiences seeking truth and human connection. I'm all about that. Check it out, ncpodcast.com. All right, have an incredible week. Don't forget to like and subscribe, get the word out, and I'll be back here next week. Again, little brother, I'm excited about that. All right, have a great week. Peace.